There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Movie comedy podcast. We're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. I'm Katrin Porter, y'all. And I'm Kim Burns. Use. <laughs> I'm going to try and stay alive in a tale today. I'm going to tell her one. And cool. it's going to be depressing. <laughs> Great. Well, if there's one thing Kim and I are good at, it's laughing through the pain. <laughs> so be prepared for a lot of avoidant side conversations happening oh my God, I today. can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so we can avoid can't wait. just the horrible sadness. Can't wait. Can't wait. Honestly, we excel come. at that. <laughs> we excel. We excel at that. Um, wow, what a great opportunity for all of our listeners to learn more about our lives that they don't want to know. Maybe you do. Maybe you do want to know about our lives. It's going to happen today. <laughs> Um, how's How it going? You? Uh, I'm good. I'm doing a lot of um, emotional work about my complete and total inability to live in a state of uncertainty about things I have no control over. Sure. Which I know is a full-blown newsflash to my best friend, Kim Burns. <laughs> she couldn't have ever guessed that that was something I struggled with. You hate having control over things. That's shocking. I hate having, I hate having control. I hate being certain. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate feeling safe. I hate knowing what the future holds. Right. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> so well, that's what I'm dealing with. That's Fun. Yeah, it's that. Yep, it's fun. That's <laughs> the word I would have used. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I've been describing it all day. 
<laughs> well, I'm in How about a, you? What, I'm in a what's similar fun boat, in your life? Uh, wondering if I will have a job and pay my rent, you know? It's pretty oh my gosh. fun. Isn't it? But oh I do God. leave for a free trip to Hawaii on Monday. So there's that. Which is which is pretty dope. Pretty dope. It's, it's a pretty fun, you know, Hawaii, I've heard, is a great place to feel uncertain about your future in. Yeah. Great place to claim bankruptcy from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. That's that's what I hear. It's in all the travel books about Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fun. Yeah. My uncertainty also has to do with travel and trying to, um, make arrangements, deals and business transactions with, uh, people a world away and eight hours apart who also live in this wonderful, admirable state of being, which is that as a culture, they stop working at five. They don't give out their personal cell phone numbers. And the weekends are for, are for family and friends. I love that. That sounds beautiful. Unless I'm trying to do something business-oriented. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Then I'd love a little bit more American lack of boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know. It's fine. It'll all work out. Indeed. Um, For both of us. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else other than. I think today's Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all who celebrate. (laughs) I don't know. All who's. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever told the Sammies this, but uh Eric and I are like particularly not fans of Valentine's Day. Um, actually, I think Eric is like pretty neutral in that, like, if I was super into Valentine's Day, like, he'd be into it. But uh, every Valentine's Day growing up was a day of extreme emotional trauma for me. So, like, I really hate Valentine's Day. Um, oh, because of like school stuff. <laughs> yeah, because of school stuff. Short, short answer is that. I didn't have to go to classes on Valentine's Day because I got to deliver singing Valentine's with my acapella group to everyone. I also never received a singing Valentine and just had to have it in my face about all the people who had um, boyfriends and people that had crushes on them and didn't have to deal with unrequited love every single solitary day of their (laughs) school life. Um, So Valentine's Day was tough. And... And then, you know, in your 20s, being single, it doesn't really feel any better than <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> but then ironically, uh, simply based on a scheduling fluke, um, Eric, let's see, maybe 12 years ago today, uh, around this oh, time, right. called my boss and said, I'm taking Ketrin on a surprise trip to uh, Harry Potter World in Florida. Uh, when's a good time to take her? And my boss said, oh, this particular weekend, because it's President's Day on the Monday, so she won't be needed at work. Um, that happened to be that year, uh, that Valentine's Day fell on that weekend. And so the anniversary of my proposal is on 
Valentine's Day, to which Eric and I, whenever we say that, go, it wasn't on purpose, though. We didn't actually like do a proposal on Valentine's Day because that's like really cheesy and dumb. We didn't do that. It just happened to be President's Day weekend and it just worked out that way. <laughs> <laughs> but he still proposed to you at a restaurant on Valentine's but he's, Day. So he still proposed to me at a restaurant on Valentine's Day while we were eating the Valentine's Day themed prefix menu. <laughs> so, so actually, baby Ketrin, I loves, know loves that she got proposed. How to would on fucking Valentine's little Day. singing a cappella Ketrin feel about this? She she loves it. Good for she her. She loves it. Dream yeah, come true. Actually, that's actually. Wow, look at that reframe we just did in real time. <laughs> Very cool. I'm going to be go, baby in Hawaii with your cousin on Valentine's Day. I know. <laughs> How sweet. And my boyfriend will be in California. Oh, he won't be there yet? No, but he's coming later and that's fine. You can celebrate it then. Yeah, I don't think he's great. Or not. Or not. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. We'll yeah. just be in Hawaii. Oh, please. Yeah. So Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day is today. This Yay. is. But it's also Black History Month. It is. Uh, so what are we doing So today? we are doing the movie Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Which I hear is super uplifting and really. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Grab your tissues. Oh, great. <laughs> cool. Well, here we go, folks. But until then, uh, as you're grabbing your tissues, go ahead and follow us at KK Sam Podcast. Give us a little five mm -hmm. stars, boop, maybe a review, yep. and um, join our Facebook group, Sammy's Stay Alive, maybe. And yeah. if you would rather send us flowers for Valentine's Day instead of, you know, no one in your life or, a, a mm -hmm. di you know, your significant other because, you know, uh, yeah. then join our Patreon. Thank you so much. We would love it. Yeah. You can send us flowers in the form of, of money. Patreon. Uh, yeah. That would be great. <laughs> it would really uh, help us out. But if you can't, yeah. then, um, you know, follow us and give us five stars. Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, did you already say at KK Sam podcast? That's what we are on mm -hmm. social media. Okay. Uh, oh, I do. I did remember that I have a recommendation for my fellow witches out there. Um, I will put a link to or have Kim put a link to this book in our show notes. But I wanted to find a book on Welsh uh, history to listen to while I was having a cleaning day. I love listening to books about history. And I came across a book by Mara Starling called Welsh Witchcraft. And it is such a beautiful description of what witchcraft personally means to me, um, but also I think means to a, a lot of witches out there. And it, it does a beautiful job of marrying... Um, sort of the ancient and traditional practices that witchcraft is based in while also making it make sense in a modern world, which I think is uh, just a really important book for people to read. In all honesty, I would recommend this book um, not just to witches, not just to Welsh people, um, but I, I 
almost recommend it to, to anyone just because it's it's a really well informed, well thought out um, discussion around around witchcraft. And I really love it. So Mara Starling, Welsh witchcraft. It's available in paperback and I'm listening to it on Audible. So and hopefully she wants to be my friend uh, because she also lives in Wales and I'm trying to be her friend. So Mara Starling, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, let's have tea. In a garden somewhere. <laughs> uh, speaking of books, I totally forgot that I, yeah. r- I wrote one. Oh, yeah. Bernsey wrote a book. Speaking of Tell Valentine's Day, it. it's just a love for my best friends. It's called Sisterhood. And I'm starting a little bit of a publishing journey. But this was like a seven day challenge that you start with. So you like literally from start to finish, write and complete a book. So it's just, you know, little and nothing fancy. Um but it's called sister, it's Sisterhood, The Power of Female Friendship. Um, but yeah, you, from like start to finish, you complete a book in seven days and like it's up online. So I'll include that link too. But basically, it's about Sync, who you've heard so much about and lessons I've learned from our amazing, beautiful female friendship. And it's an ode of love to them. I nice And much like the book, much like the book I just talked about though it is about witchcraft I think there's something in it for everybody though Kim's book is about our personal friendship having read it and written a review for it already extra credit (laughs) thank you Um, I think it's a delightful warm cup of tea for the heart for anyone to read it's just a really beautiful love story and even if the book wasn't about me I would still (laughs) love it Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's available on Kindle and paperback. And I'll drop a link. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, back to the angry black girl and her monster. Here we go. Uh, Let's do it. It was made in 2023. Okay. Written and directed by Bomani J. Story, and it's his feature debut, which is cool. always very exciting, and we love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. You have the opportunity to get 38 points, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dead or alive? Chris. Dead. Vicaria. Dead. Alive. Uh, dad. <sighs> alive. Aisha. Dead. Jada. Alive. Jamal. Dead. Kango. Alive. Freeman. Dead. Mom. Alive. Jerome. Dead. Okay. We start off. First of all, I watched this at D's house. D's TV. Uh-huh. It's much bigger than mine. It also has that thing turned on that uh, I hate. Where it looks, yes. Where everything looks Does just he not real hate it? or something. I don't know. Uh, it looks like a soap opera. Soap it looks opera like a- and it's too in-depth, too HD. I yeah. just I hate it so much. Me too. Uh, so the first shot of this literally is just like a bird's eye view of like a guy who's sh- dead, like shot in like the face. Uh, so he's like long dreads and 
it was gnarly looking with his on his ooh. screen. I hated it. Ooh, ooh. I was like, oh God, I really see that great yeah. makeup job you guys did. Oh, <laughs> you're like, great job. <laughs> really great job. I was like, I get it. it was gross. But um, so guy shot in the face, dead on the ground um, and kind of like in a green field. And we hear okay. a voiceover of a girl saying, death is a disease, like a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And w- this is also like bird's eye, like static shot of like, and we kind of just see like girls, like we're not like seeing her full thing, just like kind of like she walks up and like grabs a backpack next to him and then puts it on and then drags the body away. Mm-hmm. And the voiceover said, I heard my mom's heart stop when I was eight. Um, just a few more years, she would have been a doctor, a five-year plan broken with one bullet. Cool. So we're starting, we're starting out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uplifting. Cool. <laughs> I told you. Cool. Happy, val- happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, the debris, the disease spread to my brother, Chris. Uh, he started banging with Kango. And now we're like seeing um, him like running through that field. And I think he's actually like running after some other guys and then they turn and like shoot him. And the voiceover says, "Uh, I thought that'd be the last of it. My dad is a mechanic by day and a security guard at night. And he started getting symptoms after my brother died. And we're seeing dad um, looking at pictures of like the family and then he's holding something, but it was like hard to tell um, like a needle or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, death is disease that broke my family and I'm sick of seeing it, but I have an hypo- a hypothesis. If death is a disease, then there's a cure and I'm going to find it. Okay, here we go. Yep. So then we see our girl. She's waking up. Um, she puts on her glasses and puts on her school uniform. And she's eventually is kind of like outside and she's like sneaking around this building. It looks like sort of the back of a warehouse sort of thing where you would like drive up a truck kind of to it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But like clearly it's like empty. No one's there, you know. But she goes and it says like, I think it's like condemned or something uh, on the door. Mm-hmm. Like do not enter. But she has a little padlock that she opens there and okay. sneaks in. And there was something that looked like bloody on the ground with bugs. But I like couldn't really see. It was confusing in like a quick shot that I was like, okay. okay. So then we cut to her later. She's like eating cereal in the kitchen. And she packs up the trash to like you know, take the trash out. And so she's like walking across. So the neighborhood is basically a bunch of apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. And then they have, you know, like grassy knolls kind of like in between them a little bit. Sure. Uh, So so it reminds me a little bit of Donnybrook slightly Ah, where I live. Remember? Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So like those kind of buildings and then yeah, so she starts walking across to, like, wherever the trash cans are. And then this little girl comes up who's, like, you know, neighbor girl. And she's like, it's the mad scientist. It's the mad scientist. Aww. And the little girl starts quizzing uh, our girl who I finally figured out at one point her name is Vicaria. 
uh, on the periodic table. Periodic table? Oh. Right? Yeah, periodic table. So she's like, mm-hmm. H. And then Vicari's uh, like, uh, hydrogen. And then like CO. And she's like, oh, I know this one. And she's like, cobalt. So they are like walking across. And we. Did s- you have to do a project on one of the elements of the periodic table in high school? On one of the elements? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't yeah, recall. Each had to do like a d- I had to do a deep dive into Mercury, HG. Oh, never forget. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> HG. Yep. Burned in your brain. What'd you learn sure about is. Mercury? Uh, it's creepy. Poisoning. Bad. It's, uh, very bad. <laughs> yeah. They used to use it to make felt hats and uh, the Ash hatters that you. made them. Oh, the Mad Hatters. So right down your alley. Up your alley. Mm-hmm. Down That's it, why I too. picked it. That's why I picked it. Oh, you get to pick. I thought you were assigned. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I get to pick. No, you you've been a fan of Mercury long before. That. I've been a f- I've been like an OG fan of Mercury. I see. Honestly, like from like their early early days. Yeah. Like not when they went all mainstream. Like I've like them. Right. Yeah. With their new from back in the new day mainstream poisons. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't recall doing that. Mm. I think we just learned them all but i don't recall like doing like a specific deep dive sure maybe i did i don't know that's tangent number one (laughs) (laughs) mercury (laughs) also a planet (laughs) yes it is (laughs) so they're walking you know, quizzing her, and then they walk by uh, who I thought was Jada's mom, but it's her sister. She's just like an older sister. Uh, okay. So there's like an older sister and her older brother, but the older sister is more like Vicaria's age, or maybe even older than Vicaria. And you know, they're just like sitting outside. So, oh, I think like basically, her sister's just like yelling, like Jada, like we got to go soon, you know, like that kind of thing or whatever. But they yeah. keep walking, do more of the periodic table. And then we see like little kids playing with water guns around the neighborhood. And they're like shooting and kicking a police car with the water guns. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a title sure. card. The angry black girl and her monster. So in the middle of the f- field, like that's like kind mm-hmm. of that all the apartment buildings are kind of all around uh which is the same place where uh chris was shot the the Mm -hmm. guy from the beginning there's like a couch sitting out there and that's where all the quote-unquote bangers as she calls them like hang out like the wire yeah so the orange couch and the wire yeah exactly so uh actually her dad in this is chris coleman who you would recommend like he's in everything but he was in the wire uh okay I don't know who exactly, but um, I remember looking him up and there was something else that I recognize him from more recently, but uh, you definitely recognize his face. Okay. So, um, but clearly they're bloods because they all have um, red, red bandanas. So one guy goes to um, a car that's parked and like just kind of reaches in the back seat and like grabs something and like puts it in his pocket, uh, sort of like kind of like a little baggy. And the girls are continue quizzing and she figures out chromium, which was hard. Don't remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't study that one. So. Yeah. You only know Mercury. I only know Mercury. 
HG. <laughs> oh, I got it. HG's the OG. The 51 others? Don't know. Is it 52? Yeah. Don't know. Couldn't tell uh, you. <laughs> look, Bakari <laughs> is a woman in STEM. Okay. Me less so. <laughs> yep. And me even less so. <laughs> uh, so they get to the trash cans, I think. And, you know, basically, you know, I think Jada is like kind of being like, how are you so smart? You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. or like, how do you know of this? And like, Vicaria is like, you need to study great minds. Like Valeria Thomas, who was a physicist and she invented... Uh, and at this point, she, like, spills the trash that, like, opens all up. So she's, like, putting it all back in. Um, some, like, illusion transmitter that simulates 3D viewing of objects using illusions and mirrors from NASA. And then also the inventor of central heating, which she named her. And also the inventor of rock and roll, some Ooh. lady. Wow, she's a real STEMI STEM. She's a real STEMI STEM. Also, she talks real fast, so I couldn't get down all the names. I apologize. Maybe sure, I'll sure. post-mortem it. Okay, let's do it. Let's see. Valeria Thomas. So then little Jada says, do you think you're smart because you go to that white school? And uh, Valeria says, Vicaria? Valeria. Vicaria. Vicaria. Uh, I mean, you said Vicaria. I think some other lady's name was Valeria or Valerie, but... (laughs) <laughs> Valerie Thomas or Valeria Thomas. After after Annabelle's Mia They're and Leah, MV. we can't do Vicaria and Valeria. We can't. It's okay. Do we it. don't talk about her anything. again. She was the okay. Great. She was the physicist, and I might have written her name wrong as well. Vicaria, our friend, she says that white school is smart because I go there. Ooh, yes. yes. We love I a love confident it. queen. Mm-hmm. And. Then Jada's like, our school only teaches about Einstein and Edison, stuff like that, you know. And Vicaria's like, you need to learn from the greats, not just the not just a dude who watches other people's ideas and then patents them. Speaking about Ooh, Edison. That was speaking of Edison and Tesla. <laughs> Damn, shots fired. Right. <laughs> and as she's going through the trash, she um clearly there's like a little tube or something that like the dad was holding which we can only assume is like drugs somehow but it was hard to see both times but so she's like picking it up basically in the trash and sees it anyway then jada's like you have ketchup on your glasses (laughs) (laughs) oh that's rough that's rough (laughs) like okay thank you um so then uh Okay, so now she goes back to the back of the warehouse thing that she was at. So she's always, Mm -hmm. like, sneaking around, like, making sure no one's there. And she gets to the door. And then, like, a little boy runs up who's, like, 12. And he's, like, with his water gun. And he's, like, give me the code. Like, clearly he, like, followed her there to try to, like, get into, like, whatever she's doing. And uh, his name's this is Jerome. And he's, like, what's that smell? Like, it smells here or something. And then at this point she sees that he has a busted lip mm. and Vicari is like who did that to you or like what happened and Jerome is like don't worry about it I'm going to make his heartbeat stop and Oof. then Vicaria drops like science McScience on him about exactly Ooh. what happens when your heartbeat stops like she's like like step by step by step I by step I love this queen <laughs> yeah 
Uh, and then she like grabs his water gun and is like shooting him with it as she's like, fact, 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 fact. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess just part of what she's saying and things about death, all of those things. And he's just kind of like, life is cheap. Who wants to know all the ways to die? And then she whispers to him, okay, I'll tell you what I have in there. I have bodies in there living and dead so I can open them up and put them back together fun and he's like you're the body snatcher and she's like just messing with you and like sprays him in the face uh and then he wipes his face with a red bandana that he pulls out of his pocket and she's like what's that what are you doing with that and he's little yeah so now we're at school she's in class and learning about like cancer cancer cells or something like that but like Bakari is just fucking a genius so she just knows everything and so she's telling the teacher like hey i have a theory that cancer is not a disease it's a symptom a symptom of death and death is the disease and they kind of like start to go back and forth like arguing a little bit Mm -hmm. to the point of like the teacher getting pissed and like calling security so she calls security to come in and she's like or you can walk down there by yourself um to detention or something like that or she's like, Vicaria, you can like walk down the- there yourself to detention or they're like going to come get you or something. And she's like, what my name is Vicaria, not Vicaria. Nice. And then the teacher. But also like she's getting security called on her because Vicaria is arguing yeah. with her. Yeah. About like genius, you know, facts and shit. Cool. Um, And the teacher's like a white lady so she says mm-hmm. oh it's fine i'll just call you vicky that's easier uh cool great and so vicaria says well if you can call me whatever you want then i'll just call you miss bitch from now on <laughs> <laughs> burn solid burn so solid burn. good so <laughs> then we see security come in and like go up to her and she's like, get get your hand off me, like get off me, you know. And then it kind of like they get into it and she like falls on the ground and the desk falls over and stuff like that. And her glasses fall and break in half. Mm. And now we cut to a teacher meeting. So that teacher is sitting there like in the empty classroom and Vicari and her dad, who's Chris Coleman, comes in and he's like fucking pissed. Right. And so the first thing the teacher says is, you have a beautiful last name. It sounds European. Where are you from? And the dad's like, the dad just stares at her and says, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, Vicaria has an obsession with death. She thinks she can cure it. It's not good. Uh, She should go to like an alternative school. Cool. Let's punish a kid who has an obsession with death. I can't imagine why that must be or that's yeah, things that might have happened in her life. I didn't realize that I was also going to be triggered as an educator. As an education trigger. So too. sorry. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Great. And the teacher says she's missing tests and assignments. And dad is just like, she's got it. And I'll continue to encourage my daughter to think outside the box. Yes. Who do we talk to about her college? And the okay. teacher is like, oh, well, I guess that's Mrs. Padilla in the career center. And Vicaria says, Mrs. Padilla. Like, Ooh! she doesn't even 
fucking name wow. right. Wow. So, damn it. Then dad is just like, what I need from you is to not call the cops over a petty disagreement. He's like, yes. that's the child, not you. Yes. And he just says, teach, lady. I love it. Yeah. He's great. And I was very much here for him being such an amazing dad. And I was like, yeah, I feel like Dee's going to be a good dad like that. Oh, my God. Dee is going to be such a good dad. He would get He's real pissed like so that, too. Cute. He's like the nicest for yeah. sunshine, but he would get real protective mad, I think, too. I actually think that's going to be a dynamic you guys are going to have to navigate is like D being a ray of sunshine until somebody fucks with his kid and then you having to be like D. Yeah, <laughs> we got to We got to agree. We got to, you know, uh pick our battles or tone it down or whatever it is, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, so they're leaving and dad is like, Oh, our last name. It's German. Probably because some overseer, uh, most likely branded one of our ancestors with his last name. Yep. And then he says, don't ever let him touch my daughter again. Nice. Yeah. Way to go, dad. So then we go back to that warehouse thing and now we're inside finally. We've only just been like outside the door. So we're oh, inside okay. and it's like a whole fucking like lab that she's set up in this place. It's like real dark. We can't really see oh much. Oh my you know? God. That's so cool. And that's not what I thought was going to be in. Th- I don't know why. That's so obvious. That's very cool. I didn't. I, j- I, oh, I didn't. you were just like can't it, wait to find out. Yeah. Yeah. So she has this like handwritten book called The Modern Prometheus by Vicaria F. Mm. And so this is like where all her notes are, you know, and it's like the fucking, you know, you know, science shit that I am not a scientist of. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I just talk shit on myself saying that I'm not a STEMI STEM. I'm a sciencey person. You're a mathy person and a tech person. But I've got some sciencey. I've got some S in the stem a little bit. Yeah. You know, what's Weird the E? Way. Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. That's what it is. Oh. Well, I bet I'm a math lady for sure. Yeah. I your stem is like stuff that I'm like just not as into per se, but I could be if I wanted to. We all yeah, can. Yeah, no, I think, I think you and I are the are – the, pieces of bread on either side of the stem sandwich yeah we're artistic stems yeah (laughs) it's like we can do stem we just prefer acting sure (laughs) sure exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i actually really did like science and math in school kim's a mathematical genius you guys But, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. So, Vicaria is a STEM genius. And she's got her glasses taped together now. Oh, my God. What a little nerd baby. So, she's just writing science stuff. And her notes is what I wrote, literally. So cool. <laughs> and now we get, like, a close-up of, like... She, okay, she's got this, like, big 
wiry metally thing up and then I think it's like an actual door that she stole <laughs> that is like her table. Um, okay. So like something's laying on it but we're just getting close-ups. So okay. but it's like she's pulling skin and blood Ooh. and it's very Ooh. ew. See Ooh. that's where we differ in our stem is that you're like yeah. Ooh, and I was like Ooh. <laughs> yeah this is and fun. she's like sewing and s- so scientist she is Ooh. not <laughs> oh sure 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 uh yeah but so she's like sewing bits of skin together is what i could Ooh. figure out but it's very close up so we're not getting like a full view of like what's happening yeah know? yeah um but yes yeah, and she is like she has your feelings. She is into it. Into it. She yeah. is thriving. She's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I think I could. I think I could stitch you up if we were in a situation where you needed stitches. I think I could do it. I think I get it. I'm not. I'm not fucking with you. I. I I've thought about this a lot, and I'm rewatching the thing where that happens at one point. I think I could do it. Look, if 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 someone needed to be stitched, I could stitch a some skin. Sure, you can't. Yeah, but you can't like barf on the wound and then sew it up. Look, you have to like. If I had to be stitched, I'd stitch it. You know, sometimes yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Do I want to? Why do you think no. I, I? I I I want to. <laughs> a little bit. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I want to a little I like bit. my skin to stay intact where it doesn't need stitching. Well, that's where I come in. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna intact it back together. <laughs> so oh uh and then we're kind of getting like electronic connectors being put together, you know, like mm-hmm. the battery, car battery, hooky, oh, yeah, the, boop boops. The the motherfucker. You know when the, you start a yeah. thing? What the fuck? <laughs> Keep going. I'll think of it. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> like jumper cables. Ah, thank you. I was like, Ketrin's face was not going to be listening to me until I those words were figured out. not. Jumper cables. Thank you. God. Don't okay, even know if it's jumper on. cables, but it looks like the things at the end it of is. it. So I'm sure it, she's like yeah. putting stuff together and then like different okay. wires are connecting and then like electronic things are happening and like it appears to be a heart beating. Neat. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. This is great news. And then she's saying, okay, Chris, I got you. I got you. And I can only assume at this point, because she's like sewing skin on a face, Aww. that it's her brother, Chris, who she's got shot in the face. Her brother who got shot in the face. Yeah. And she's like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Oh, baby. And she's like, you'll be back soon. And then she kind of mad oh. scientist laughs a little bit at her work. Oh, no. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I also relate to this. I feel like, goddess forbid, if anything happened to you, <laughs> D would be like, 
D would be like, where is my girlfriend's body? And be like, I don't know. Why are you asking? I, what do you think? I have some warehouse where she is where I'm trying to reanimate her dead body. That's fucking crazy, D. You're crazy. You're honestly, you're honestly, honestly crazy. <laughs> you would try to bring me back to life? Of course I fucking would. Of course I fucking would. Thanks. That's sweet. Yeah. Of course. Too bad I already wrote my book. Would have put that in there. <laughs> if you don't have a friend who offers to reanimate your dead body, <laughs> is she a real friend? <laughs> so now we cut to V and Jada's big sister. So they're like sitting outside. Um, Jada's sister's name is uh, Aisha. Okay. So they're sitting outside. Aisha's like braiding her hair. And they're talking about, oh, talking about, I guess, what happened in school and, like, dad coming to school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I'm writing F this whole time. I did not know this girl's name for the longest time. F is friend oh. instead of Aisha. So, oh, <laughs> I was like, who's F? Uh, <laughs> so she's like, oh, did he find out that you've been missing classes? And... So we kind of learned that, like, she's been missing classes, I can only assume, to do her mad scientist work. Right. And Aisha is, like, covering her for for her somehow because, um, like, they don't go to the same school or anything. But, like, uh, she's like, like, no, but did, like, your mom know that he's helping, that you've been helping me out? And she's like, no. Mm. And then V tells her that her dad's using again. Oh. And Aisha's like, you know, he's just thinking about your brother. He didn't have a chance to bury him, you know, and he's yeah. feeling it. And and also, you and I both know his body isn't the only body that's missing. Ooh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. And then... I am picking up what you're putting down. And then we see... That Aisha's pregnant. Okay. And then we learn that the baby is Chris's. Oh, God. So many feelings. Oh, did I did. (laughs) The full spectrum. (laughs) Shoot. That's sad. Um, and we realize it because V's like, oh, are you going to tell me the name yet? You know, and like she's mm-hmm. not sharing the name. Like it was just like secret between her and Chris. Um, so then the little kids are like playing by them. So Jada, who's like, you know, five-ish or something. Mm-hmm. And her older brother, Freeman, mm-hmm. is a little older. <laughs> and five. Sure. And younger <laughs> than these girls. Than 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so they're like playing and like fight or something. And he calls Jada a bitch. And Aisha Uh is like Freeman. And she's like, don't call your sister a bitch. And she's like, when you call one person, one girl a bitch, you call all of us. And that's me, mama and grandma. Is that what you want? And he's like, no. And she's like, go inside. She like throws down of like, and I was like, I love that. And then she's like, Jada, practice your alphabet. And without that attitude, 
And so like Jada sits down with like a huge attitude and is like, A, with like her book, B. That's so cute. I really like the name Freeman for a boy. Freeman? Oh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, it's like a strong, easily pronounceable, understandable, but like unique name. Mm. I'm into it. It's not for me. So now it's well, nighttime. You can name your next cat Freeman. Yeah. Oh, it is a cute I, cat I, name. It is. I have too many names for cat. I need like 16 cats to accommodate all the names that I have for animals. Well, goals. goals. I believe in you. Goals. Thank you. <laughs> You're, I mean, a quarter of the way there, really. I am. Yeah, yeah. So now it's nighttime and dad's asleep on the couch. So V covers him up with a blanket and then there's a gunshot outside <sighs> and like oh, screaming gosh. and all these things and like fighting. And then we hear someone kind of yell, you shot a kid, man, you shot a kid. <gasps> and we see like cop <sighs> lights flashing and we go out and on the ground is Jerome. No. And so, but that's the last super depressing thing that happens, right? It's all uphill from so here, right? All uphill. We've she's she adds good because you know it's like when you start, yeah, low, and then it's get all lower. Uphill. You just gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, little baby Jerome, that sucks. So Jerome, and he's dead. No, he's like still kind of breathing, but. Not okay. great. So the EMTs are there and they bring out like the portable little sticky paddles, you know? Yeah. Um, so she runs out and watches and he, <laughs> I can't. He's just, it's sad. He's, it's so bloody. Sad. And, um, and we're just hearing kind of like a heartbeat, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, she watches as they like, do the electricity thing with mm-hmm. the defibrillator, you know? And, but then the heartbeat, we're hearing it and it like slowly fades. Uh, oh, God. Okay. And then we see a guy hang up like a red bandana on one of the telephone poles, which actually had happened before, like with Chris as well. So that's like mm-hmm. clearly what they do, like when someone dies. And V has just like determined face. Yeah. Yeah, to to cure death. Yeah. So cut to her like tossing and turning in her sleep. And she's like thinking or dreaming about like the defibrillator, like the defibrillator. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> defibrillator. Nope. <laughs> Give, it one more. Give it one more shot. Defibrillator. Nope. Defibrillator. Nope. Nope. You ready? <laughs> D. We're gonna go. We're gonna go one syllable at a time. D. D. Fib. Fib. Rill. Rill. A. A. Tor. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Oh, there you go. Defibrillator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After I did it too many times, it wasn't a word anymore, and I was like, "This is it never wasn't. gonna be right." <laughs> well, listen, it didn't start out as a word when you said it the first time either. No. So. <laughs> Too many wrong words equal a right word. Yeah, exactly. In my book. Defibrillator. 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 
defibrillator. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Gosh. You got it. That's why I never booked that EMT part. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, bring me the defibrillator. <laughs> Excuse me, doctor? <laughs> what was that? I said, bring me the defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Comedy in the me. face of tragedy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, brr, oh, so she's you know thinking about it, dreaming about it, the electricity, all of it, and then she's question one: What does she realize to do? What do you do in regards to your goal in life of curing? I guess, gonna snatch, I guess she's going to snatch. I guess she's going to snatch that body. Um, I, 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 even unnatural deaths. I death is a part of. I, I I'm. I, I've I've watched one too many Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes to know that when someone is dead, you don't want to try and bring them back. They never come back quite right. So. I'm going to mourn his passing and hope to see him in the next iteration of this life. <laughs> <laughs> um, she cut to her like writing in her notebook in the lab and she's putting car battery hookups all over. I don't even know wires. It's la- look, I didn't get the full layout of the lab. And I also sure. we've, we've, we've already talked about how yeah. I'm not the, Scientist, not, scientist. Yeah. So you're not the T, you're not the S, the T, or the E of this. Exactly. So yeah. um, I don't know what's going on, but she's got, you know, the science shit. You got all your wires connected. You got mm-hmm. your car batteries all over. I don't even know. You got your hookups. She's got like some hat that has a whole bunch of like wires and shit coming out of it and cut to her being like, completed it all and she's got this big like yellow button and she pushes it and then we see all the street and house lights start to flicker and go out oh. and there's like all the wires all around her like or like sparking all like the telephone wires are like <laughs> and then in her it's all like electricity everywhere yeah and then it's like stops yeah and she slowly walks to the body that was on the table that had everything mm-hmm. hooked up to it but it has like mm-hmm. a hoodie on. Chris has a hoodie on. Yeah. So we can't see his face. Okay. Um, so she goes up and grabs his hand and like shakes it. Nothing. Hmm. And then he wakes up and grabs yeah. her. <gasps> Cut to black. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Cut to the lab being like a mess and V waking up. And she has this giant hand mark on her arm, like almost like a burn or something, Um, but like huge. And Chris is gone from the Uh table, at least table door. And we'll just call it table. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can just go with table. Yeah. Yeah. So then we hear footsteps and she's like, Chris. And she kind of starts to laugh and she's like, holy shit, I did it. Oh shit, I did it. And so like the room she's in and there's like another room that has those like plastic curtains coming down, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's 
goes there and starts to like reach through and he reaches and like holds his hand, but it's like a big monster hand. It's just like, Oh, seems extra large. And like, then a like maybe there's a lot of added skin or something. So it's been oh. sewn. Like, you know what? It, like, yeah. Look, Chris is no longer a hand model is all I can say. Sure. Sure. Unless well, they're looking for I monster mean, hands, which sometimes they unless, are. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you need a monster hand. But it's just, yeah, I just don't know how to just, it was just like, it's very large, but like seems well, it's also puffy. Probably like, it, like there's like swollen and bloated. And right. I guess he's been dead for a minute. So yeah. Uh, plus has extra skin and it's just, it's yeah. gnarly looking. Yeah. But she's like, I'm not going to hurt you. And he comes through, but he's like still in his hoodie. So we can't like see his face. And she says, I'm going to show you who, who killed you. And what's killing our dad. Oh, no. Cut to Chris punching a car window. The car that we had seen earlier that the guy like reached into real quick for drugs, basically. And so she goes in and like grabs like a plastic bag that's filled with a bunch of little baggies. Okay. But some guy runs up and is like, what the fuck? What are you doing? And he's like, the car? And... But he pulls out a gun to who we know is Chris, but to him is just like a big dude in a hoodie. Right. Uh, right. Who broke the window stealing their drugs. So mm-hmm. he's one of like the guys from like the gang. And he's like, move, move. And he shoots him or at mm-hmm. him. I don't know. And so Chris mm-hmm. attacks this guy who like we all know, for, you know, and like, yeah. they were in the same gang together. Um, but Chris, like, Chris attacks him and starts like strangling and then he's like kind of growling and throws him on the ground. And then the other guys come like yelling uh, for Curtis. This guy's name is Curtis. And so V just like takes the bag and runs. And then Chris is like behind her. So she's like, where is she? Oh, she goes back into the lab. Okay. And she has like one of the doors has like a little slidey that you can like poke Mm -hmm. see out. So she like slides and like the bangers are like looking around outside and then they leave. And so she like locks the door. So Chris had like followed her in. Okay. And so she's looking at the thing. They weren't there. So she like leaves and locks the door. So Chris gets locked inside. Okay. But then there's banging on the door. Oh, yeah. From inside. Sure. So cut to her in bed. She wakes up. And she goes outside to somewhere in the little complex. There's like a Mm -hmm. fenced in area that's like high voltage or whatever. Okay. So she had hung up like her little hat thing, which spoiler alert was not a hat, but I'm going to call it a hat for the rest of the time because it took me a very long time to figure out it wasn't a hat. Well, this whole time I've been picturing like a a top hat with wires coming out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I will picture it. Here well, she hung the top hat onto this voltage yeah. thing. So she got went and it. grabbed that. But it's got like a okay. uh, side strap. strap to it. Side strap. So she grabs that. And then all of a sudden, the gang is there with some ladies. And they're like, take her to the couch. Oh, so they bring oh, her yeah, over. And basically, she stole their drugs. So they're like, who was she with? And where are the drugs? Mm-hmm. And... 
But they they know her as the little sister Christy. of a former member. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all like of, of, live in the na- like they live like she lives okay. there next got it. to the so couch. They're, they're like Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. They all very much know her. They all know each other. Okay. So we meet Kango, who's like in charge, and mm-hmm. uh he's like, you know. Who are you with? Where are the drugs? And he's like, or are you hard-headed like your brother? And she's like, fuck mm. you, Kango. Like, she's mm. got fucking... Attitude for she's days. She's got an awesome... <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, she does. <laughs> That's a joke back to... Try to figure out a way to say big balls. Yeah, I can't remember what... Balls of steel. Episode that was, yeah. Uh, awesome so pussy. she's got big old ovaries. Yep. Sure does. And so she's like, fuck you, Kango. And he hits her. Or like, <gasps> oh no. The assistant guy. What's <laughs> what? Sidekick? <laughs> Number two? Number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my assistant. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of like what are the army terms of things like that? But like, yeah, assistant it's not, it's, is not the thing that they use no. and nor do these guys, I'm sure. No. So number two hits her and they're like, chill. They're like, basically Ken goes like, just relax. Like it's, I didn't kill your brother, you know? And she's like, well, you sent him down there. Basically it's mm-hmm. his fault, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. But Ken goes like, who are you with? My guys are going to find him. But now we have a problem because you fucked up because you stole our drugs. And he's like, I hear that you're a mad scientist. People keep saying that. And he's like, guess what? I got a lab, too. He doesn't know that she has a lab, but he's like, Uh, I have a lab. I have a. Yeah. And you're going to be cutting for me now. Oh, shoot. And he says, death comes quick around here. (laughs) So cut to her in her bedroom and she has like a little bit of a black eye. And then I guess the next day or whatever, she's walking home from school and they grab her and are like, come on, time to work. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not helping you cut poison. And they're like, okay, well tell us where your boy's at. And she's like, I don't know where he is, which is, well, no, I guess she kind of does now, but she's like, I don't know where he is. And Ken goes like, so there is a somebody Right. And number two, by the way, is always holding a machete. So oh, he puts his machete to her throat. <gasps> oh, God. You never want to be on the business end of a machete. The business end of a machete? You don't. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. That's how my brother almost cut off his toe. I know. You, you, your brother of all people knows about the business end of a machete. <laughs> <laughs> When the business end of a machete is just lost in your laundry on your floor, <laughs> you almost, you might cut a toe off. Yeah, you might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Kango's saying something about rice. He he has like a whole spiel, um, but he's like basically, you know how you know is like too much or too little to put in the baggie. He's like it's the size of a small grain of rice. And then he looks at that like hand burn arm on her arm. Like I, it's hard. Like yeah. I'm like, 
Is Chris? Is it just like a really? Is it a bruise? Bad bruise? I, maybe. Because sometimes those can look re- like it's just like legit. You looks know like when a burn. you see, but you know when you see someone who's like been strangled, it does look like a burn. Like it's like so red and it's like yeah. red and swollen. It does, but it's like it's so maybe like, he's just like so bruise. strong. Yeah. Um. But she's like still refusing. You know what I mean? Um. But he's like, okay, now it's time. Cut, measure, bag, and. Again, business side of the machete is to right. your throat. Kango tells you to pick it up. Question two, what do you do? What does she do? The like the baggie that he's been trying to get I mean, her. To I'm pick gonna up. do it. I'm gonna do it. A hundred percent. Um, I might for my own protection, I might say, Okay, totally, I'll do it. But I am a scientist, and in order to maintain the purity of your product, I'm going to need to do this all with rubber gloves on so that I, at the very least, am not putting my fingerprints on anything should there be a bust of some kind. Um, But I'm going to do it. I'm on the business end of a machete. I'm going to totally do it, hand in hand. So, yeah, she picks it up. So cut to her leaving at night and she like slams the door as she leaves. And I think Machete is like, hey, don't slam the door. And she's just like, hey, Fuck oh, off. hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she goes home and dad's passed out on the couch again. So she puts a blanket over him and she sees a picture frame of mom that had been like put down, like face down, mm-hmm. you know? And so she goes and picks it up and there was a baggie underneath. Oh, shoot. Have we met mom? Mom is dead in the first voiceover. Mom's dead in the four. I remember. Yep. 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 Nope. Yep, yep, yep. Mom's already dead. Cool. Oh, because mom was, yeah. she was the first one to die. Yeah. When V was eight. Yeah. God, this is such a feel good story. It's great. Did D watch this with you? <laughs> He didn't. He was working and he would just walk in at different times where he'd be like, you look sad. And I was like, and he's like, not your just your regular sad face. And I was like, no, I'm legit so sad. I'm so sad. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point I was like just straight crying. And he's like, oh, okay. Wow. He's like, what is your job? <laughs> <laughs> There's another movie that I really want to do that I'm claiming. I just couldn't watch it at his house. And... I, it's yours. I'm, I know what it is, and yes. I won't do it. It's like when I did Thanks Killing. D- this by no means is a comparison to Thanks Killing. I would never, of course, ever, ever nothing, nothing ever is nor could be. Say yeah. that. Just yeah. saying. This was a bummer, and there's another movie that's funny. It's a comedy. It's a horror comedy, and I, I just, yeah. I would like to do that one as well. Maybe uh, you can do it from Hawaii. I would. I think I'll try. Maybe I'll download it for the plane. Good idea. Genius. Okay. So now we're back at the lab. Oh, we show up at the lab and the door is completely broken open. Oh, no. And her book is gone, question mark? Her science book? Prometheus book? book? Yeah. Prometheus book? Uh Uh-oh. Or misplaced. It seemed like it was, that was what she was upset about. But she's looking around and then there's cops and gunshots outside. Fuck. And she goes out to look 
And it's like a dead cop question mark, but it's just like quick flashes of it. But okay, dead cop. And now we go back to our friend's house. And I think this is like the next day. Okay. Um, and Aisha is like teaching Freeman about Malcolm X and Emmett Till. Oh, God. And basically just saying, just spitting lots of facts of just like. It's all horrible. <laughs> here, are the, here are the ways that this story is horrible. And here are the ways that this story is also horrible, but different. And that they don't want to teach it to you in school because they say that what's that saying? The way to keep you from knowing the truth is to put it in a book. Or something oh. like that. I um, have never heard that before, but I, I know what you're that's saying. It's something along those lines. And yeah. also, you know, she's like, Emmett Till was killed only like two years older than you are. So like they say you can't mm-hmm. learn about it yet, but like you have to be. Um, uh, so <laughs> things uh, are hard. Hey, what? Do we have any tangents we can go off on real quick? Or all I can think about is my children. So it's yeah. hard. I um here's what I will I need say to here's, like learn and make sure I'm you will. Educated. You're gonna learn. You don't you and don't take care of my baby. You're, you're gonna be great. Uh and uh, to add to that, I felt this in my soul what the first time I saw that sketch that Key and Peel did where um uh, Keegan Michael Key was playing Obama's uh, anger avatar, anger <laughs> translator, and I was like, "That is the job for me. Like, if I could be someone's anger translator, like, I really feel like that hits the bullseye of like all of the things I excel at." And then listening to this story, I'm like, "I'd also make a great undead monster of somebody. Like, if <laughs> like." If I was just like you. Yeah. And then like that would I would help protect your kids. I'd be your monster that would help protect your kids. We'll see. Let's keep let's keep listening. How about that? Keep listening. Okay. (laughs) Did I maybe speak too soon? (laughs) But Aisha's just spitting facts because also she's like and Columbus is nothing more than a human trafficking rapist. Yeah. I'm just like I love you. Um, so she's like, you know, Jada now has to go back to her alphabet book. And then she's like, can I hang out? Jada says, can I hang out with my friend after? Mm. And she's like, what friend? And she says, Chris. And Aisha's like, okay, but only after you finish. Oh, this is the moment I learned her name was Aisha. Oh, okay. Because also Chris is just a a name Chris. There could be a hundred Chris. Yeah. And but V is like, who's her friend? And she's like, I don't know, probably a new tenant or something. Like, right, right. Fucking, you know, it's Jada. Yeah, she's very personable. Uh, so then, oh, Aisha's asking her about Kango, like, like basically saying, like, I heard that you're like hanging out with them or something like that. And V's like, no, no, mm. definitely not. I would never. And right. then she says, I told my mom about your dad um, using again. And so she wants to have you all over for dinner. Okay. Like all meaning including dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's like this thing of 
Jada doing her letters, but like, like she's kind of just sitting there and like, then it's like kind of Chris's monster voice at the same time where she's like, Q or she's like, Q R here. You, you say that you say the alphabet started a, well, no, because I need to get to it. Oh, well, I started Q. I don't (laughs) start a T. Start at Q-R-S-T-U-V. Ooh. she's V, so we had to do V. Because she's V. So if we started at A, it really would have taken a large part of our podcast. We really are trying to avoid this movie. Let's do the alphabet again. A, B, C, D. It's hard. Well, it's hard because that voice is very demon for me. Like Jerry. Your voice. Like it's, it's Jerry. You just said Jerry, you know? Yeah. So like yeah, I did his Jerry. is really more of a monster voice. It's, it, it's, it's, okay. it's a, you know, it's a technicality, but it's a small tweak. I but I it's, it's less demon, more monster. Got it. Got it. So, I'll work on it. Yeah. Uh and then these like, just it was confusing. Like what was actually happening, you know? Because then mm-hmm. V says, "Who is that?" And she's like, "You scared him." And then Jada laughs, and I'm like, "Are you a creepy little crap bag? What's happening here?" Yeah. And, but like, obviously, V does know that there is a monster that- Chris around. So Correct. hearing Jada talk about Chris. She's probably like, more oh, well, it must be some, than like, must Aisha's be some other just Chris. like, you know, some kid. Yeah. Because Jada laughs and then she's like, Chris. And then he's like, my brother. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, uh, you know, I think she says she didn't tell anyone or something. And then V asks where and she points to the wall and there's like a little hole in the wall. Oh no, what's that hole doing there? So then V goes outside and the place next door to Jade and Aisha's yeah. house is like boarded up. No one lives there. Oh, so does she now. goes in and there's big hand marks everywhere. So that's what's confusing because right. I'm just like, I guess it's, you know, uh, look. She reanimated a body, so things sure. are happening. Things are, things are happening, but and we don't know what happens to hand size once it's been reanimated, and what is on them that leaves marks everywhere. But it's Correct. something, or they're just like yeah. outside inside situation where they're a little goopy. They're outside inside, hands? bloody. You know? Okay. Oh, they're um, they're all. Uh, almost skelefranked like maybe inside out a, a little, little bit because like they got inside like extra skin sewed on so like yeah things may not it may not be a may not be a tight seal exactly that's exactly what i'm saying <laughs> may not be airtight <laughs> i got it <laughs> there's hand marks everywhere and then i don't know if she goes back out or where it's happening but all of a sudden machete is there <laughs> and he's like kango's looking for you so he brings him to Brings her to Kango. And Curtis, they say, is still in the hospital. Curtis is the guy that Chris attacked. 
And they're like, basically, but then that cop thing happened. So Machete saw the guy, same guy, at the cop thing. So we can assume that Chris, like, killed that cop, basically. But now, like, Machete, like, saw him again, you know, like, saw him and, like, knows he's real, basically. But, like, because I think, like, not everyone, like, believed, like, oh, oh, that's what it was. Curtis was in the hospital and he was, like, talking about what happened. Like, oh, like, big, scary dude. A big, Uh, scary monster. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? But then Machete saw him at the cop thing. He was there. So now he believes Curtis. Okay. And then they talk about... But they're still not like fully identifying him as Chris, correct? No one knows like they're not like that it's Chris. Okay. No. Then Kango is basically saying, like, he says something along the lines of like, you're causing problems within my family. Stop blaming me for your family problems. And she's like, You fucking give my daddy drugs. And then mm. he says, Addiction is an emotional ins- issue, not substance. And he says, if there were more mental health um, facilities around here instead of police, I'd be out of a job. I mean, Mm. that's not incorrect. I mean, there is also a physical component to it, but you're not wrong, bruh. Yeah. You're not wrong. But she antagonizes him a lot and they kind of go back and forth. Gosh, she's got just huge ovaries. And And here's here's the irony. That not only would Kengo be out of a job if there were more mental health facilities, but a lot of cops would be out of a job if there were mental health facilities. That's true. I'm sure that there's no ulterior insidious motive there. I'm sure that part's just a coincidence. So then, oh, then Kengo says, so they're like going at it kind of like back and forth a little bit. And then Kengo says, your dad begged me for that he came and he's like you wouldn't even have known he had a daughter with like how upset he was about losing his son it felt like he was gonna off himself if he didn't like get get it and so he says i'm the one keeping your daddy alive kango not useful not helpful so now it's nighttime and V's leaving again after I'm sure. Oh, he's like, get to work. So she like does the thing. And so she's leaving and like walks out the door again. And I think Machete or someone is out there and is like, don't slam the door. And she just like gives the middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. Um, But then Kango tells the guys to follow her. Uh Uh-oh. So question three, where does she go now? Where do you go now? You don't know you're being followed, obviously, but yeah. Uh, uh, well, I think she goes to the abandoned apartment. Um, I don't. Even if I, even if I know, even if I know or don't know, I'm being followed. Why? Would I or would I not go? I mean, I think I'm going to go to the abandoned apartment, too, only because, like, even if they are following me, you know, 
it would be useful to have a big giant monster there to protect me. So, yeah, let's both go. Yeah, so I feel like this wasn't clear because I think I mixed up scenes a little bit, but last time she had just been outside the door. That's why I was confused because I was like, I guess she left, but it's like, no, she was just standing there outside and she saw one handprint by the doorway. Uh, So she like knew that something was going on. So now she gets her chance to actually go inside. So she goes inside the house with like her flashlight and there's handprints all over the place. All over. Okay. And the bag of drugs is in there. So she grabs that and then she hears laughing question mark. And she goes over to the hole, which is clearly the opposite side of the hole from Jada's house. Right, right, right. And there's yeah. like one big handprint next to it where you can tell someone was As like leaning on it. someone was looking through. Yeah. yeah. So she goes over and like looks in and you can see their couch inside. And then boo, <laughs> Jada is there and she laughs. And B says, Chris isn't in here. And she says, Maybe he's waiting for you. And she's like, where? And he's like, she's like, behind you. Uh, And then V turns and looks and there's like a big thud. And like somewhere in like a, you know, different part of the apartment. So she like goes like down the hallway and slowly opens like some other door. And then we see, so like she goes inside like a bedroom or something, but we see like a shadow or something cross like across the hallway. And so she's like looking in some other room and like looking around and then all of a sudden she comes back out and she sees Chris like on the ground, like strangling one of the guys. Oh no. Um, Question four. What do you do? What does she do? I think she like calls Chris's name. Like, well, let me ask you this. I understand that they are forcing me to be a part of trafficking drugs, but they also are like probably people I grew up with. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So like they're not, I'm not like, they're not like a hundred percent bad guys to me. Like I know them. Correct. Okay, okay. Um, Then I think hand in hand, we try to instruct Monster Chris off of them. Um, I'll give a point for you. Okay. I think uh, V is just more freaked out and she just screams and runs away. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, But because she screams, Chris kind of stops and we see that it's Machete that he's like. Oh, that he's strangling. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to, but he gets distracted by her. So she runs away. And so we cut to her in her room and she's like so freaked out. Look, she's a woman of STEM, but like this was not in her hypothesis or her theory at all. No. So she's like a little lost right now. A little lost. And she's really scrambling to figure out what's going on and what to do. What have I done? You know, What's the thing or the thing that's part of my experiment has escaped. So it's hard to do the studying of my thing, which is the technical term for the thing I'm experimenting on. The product, the variable, the (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, we just keep solidifying ourselves in our listeners' minds. The X minds is as... gone. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out why. <laughs> yeah. As what? Uh, science ladies. Science ladies. We're science scientists. Mm-hmm. You got we've it. We've always said it. Look, we've been so many always. different kinds of scientists throughout this oh, yeah. podcast. And this is the Truly. first time where we're science scientists. Yeah. And wild. Wild. It's wild to be here. It's actually usually we're just discussing how we're not some kind of scientist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know and what? Right now is it any different? Science scientist. Yeah. <laughs> we continue to not be any type of scientist. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs away and we cut to her to room she's kind of freaking out and then Chris is at the window hey. uh, she screams and he's kind of like reaching in and her hat is on the table her science hat top hat top hat mm-hmm. and um, but then dad runs in because he hears her scream okay. and so also it's Chad Coleman I think Chad. I looked Did it I up. say Chris oh I probably because yeah, this guy's probably because you were saying Chris, Chris. yeah but it's Chad, Chad Coleman. Coleman. He yeah, was yeah, also yeah. in The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's what I know him from more recently. Thanks for figuring mm-hmm. out my brain. You're welcome. Yeah, but you recognize him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like in everything. He's really good. I, oh, I just he's love fantastic. him as a dad. I, he's got he's good fantastic. dad energy. Yeah, he really does. Uh, so he runs in and which I'm sure like scares Chris away. So like he looks, you know, you know, he's like, are you okay? And he like looks out the window, but nothing's there. And he just comforts her and he's really sweet. And he's like, I'm going to go like mm. see if someone's out there. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So we cut now. B is. Brrr, oh, she is like, it's like a weird stylized scene where you know she's kind of like standing outside and there's like a light flashing on her and then Chris comes out of like that neighbor house and she screams but it's muted and then all of a sudden he comes at her and she wakes up (laughs) (laughs) it's just a nightmare every time every time you startle me now or I startle you I think of D laughing at you and your startled <laughs> sounds. <laughs> I'm just I've like been super to aware of our startle. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So now we're at the hole in the wall. But from the pe- alive people's side. The V's 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 side. Well, Aisha and Jada's side. Aisha and Jada's side. Okay. Because it's their house. So they're there, Freeman's there, and mom is there now. And okay. I think V is in there too. And Jada keeps talking about wanting to hang out with like her friend or talking to her friend or something like that. And mom is just like, okay, like chill out with like your imaginary friend. So now they think she has an imaginary mm. friend. Right. And she's like, but he talks to me. Da, 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 da. And so they're like, okay, let's all go sit down at the dinner table because dad is coming for dinner. This is the dinner. Okay. So, but V's like, he talks to you. Uh, and she's just kind of like whispers her to like, stay away. Like he's dangerous. Mm. So dad comes in, they all sit down, they say grace. And Jada is looking over at the hole in the wall and we see an eye like watching them. Okay. So now we learn though, that the parents both know about a, these truancies 
and B, Aisha helping her by basically calling and pretending that she's a parental figure of some sort being like, she's not coming into school today. Uh, For a very normal, justifiable (laughs) reason. Yeah. And then V and Aisha kind of get into it and they go back and forth about a whole bunch of stuff kind of surrounding death and like how the system is robbing us and making us kill each other, et cetera, Mm. et cetera. And it's a whole thing back and forth. But also, but V sees it as a disease and like Aisha's like, you know, obviously sees it in a more traditional sense of what death is. Right. And is like spitting facts per usual. Yeah. I really like her character. Then dad says, V, you know, you can take in one more than one idea at a time. Like what if you're both right? Then mom. So remember Aisha has told uh, mom about her mom, about V's dad using again. Yes. Yes. So this is kind of where she's like, are are you all right? Like, you doing okay? Mm. She's like, you know, you still got family. Like, we're all family, basically. Right, You know? Yeah. And um, because also they're both the grandparents to the baby that's coming. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, V kind of looks over and sees, like, the eye blinking in the hole mm-hmm. and Jada just looks at her and smiles like a little creepy crab bag. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, Jada's Jada Jada's giving off <laughs> creepy crab bag vibes. Is like Definitely. I get that there is in fact a monster in physical form that she is talking to, but there her is whole vibe a reanimated is creepy crab bag. human in her wall. Yeah. That she has become friends with. This yeah. is true. But yeah. also she is creepy. She's still serving <laughs> creepy crap. <bags. laughs> she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's doing a great job of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then dad talks about how he failed Chris and he's not going to let V down. When? And um, this point, Jada's kind of like whispering. So like no one else is hearing. She's just kind of saying to V, like, he's been watching you. Uh, snatching those bodies and then there's pounding on the front door oh no and Jada goes he's here yep creepy (laughs) fucking crap bag 101 and he's like don't open it don't open it and dad goes to the door doesn't open it because he's like who is it and then they say it's the police and so dad locks the door I also don't want them coming to the door (laughs) even more so yeah. I prefer my reanimated dead <laughs> I brother. I prefer a reanimated monster. Yeah. Dives a thousand. Yeah. And so dad locks the door and they're like, we're investigating um, the murder of an officer. Have you seen any suspicious activity? And he's like, no. And they're like, can we come in? And he's like, no, no. And so they just kind of you like not. thud and leave. So they all <laughs> sit back down at the dinner table again dad says something like those damn racketeers and he's like is that what chris called them racketeers (laughs) and like is kind of being silly about it a little you know and v's not really having it and and mom says i know i call them mom and dad and they are not related mom and dad they are separate but like you get it and mom says you know it's good to remember the happy times too Hmm. 
And so V says, racket busters, I think is what she mm-hmm. says. And then like dad starts saying it like Chris, yeah, those racket busters, racket busters. Oh, wow. And they're all like laughing. And then they're like, V did So then she does it. And she's like, the racket busters, racket busters. And then they all go around like saying it like Chris mm. kind of, but like in a jokey, funny way. And they're all laughing and it's so cute. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I smiled and had in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, it was cute. It was sweet. It's really sweet. So sweet. Yeah. I don't even know if we're home now or still there, but V says, I love you, dad. And he says, I love you too, baby. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's nighttime and the cops are outside and Chris is there. Okay. And they're like, hey, where are you headed? And, you know, still this whole time he's, like, been wearing, like, a big hoodie. You kind of just see, like, mm-hmm. his dreads hanging out the front. Mm-hmm. And he says, home. Mm. See my father. And they're like, put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. And so they cuff him. And one of the guys says, you're that monster who killed the cop, who killed a cop or something like that. Oh, gosh. I know you're that monster who kills cops. And so Chris now like roars and rips the cuffs apart. Love it. So they shoot him and he falls to the ground. And so one of the cops goes up to like check check his pulse. And then Chris Mm -hmm. attacks him. Yay! And he fucking slams his body on the ground like a lot and then they show his face and it is fucked up. Neat. And then Chris says, monster. Oh. Uh. Cut to V knocking for Kango. Okay. And knocking. Oh, on a door. Knock, got it. Knocking okay. for Kango. Uh, okay, so she's at like Kango's place, you know. Dad comes home and drops his keys and then sees on the floor, like, I thought they were rocks, but I think it's more like black blood splatter, basically. So he's like, Yeesh. B, hello? But it's like, Whatever. Someone's been in there, you know, like in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Question five. What do you do? What does he do? Someone's been in the... Ki- Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. <laughs> Someone's in the kitchen, I know. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Dinah. Something. Uh, something, uh, something Playing, strumming something, on the old banjo. <laughs> um... Okay, I think he goes looking for whoever is there, I would assume. Right? That's I mean that's what you're you're at like mm-hmm. you see that someone is in your Okay. Um I think I am going to arm myself before I go looking for who's there because I'm definitely not going to call the cops for an, in, you know, something like that. But I also like, don't want to, pre- 
just ignore that someone's here. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to look too, but I'm going to arm myself. I'm actually having like a real like moment of like visceral um, acknowledgement of my privilege right now Mm -hmm. of like that I do, I do, I have and do call the cops Mm -hmm. to help me out of jams in real life. And in when we talk about these movies and not having that as an option is, is a, a really unpleasant feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's real shit. And and also like feeling like not only can I not call them, but like they also might be trying to kill me. And if you like, did call the them, it's guys. actually more dangerous for you. Than exactly. Whatever's inside. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. my my first thought just then was to be like leave and call the cop. Ooh. Okay. Anyway, keep going. Uh, one and a half points. Okay. He grabs a hammer okay and then goes to look we cut back to v so she had knocked for kango and i think machete was like oh he's not here but she fucking just walks in anyway you know yeah (laughs) and we see that he is in there but he's like inside the bedroom with his granny who's like coughing and he's bringing her water wah wah Everything that's kind of why I'm everything yeah hurts. that's why I'm kind of glad that I asked in that um whatever scene it was where it was like you know the people making the traffic drugs are d- doing something bad but in the context of this story aren't necessarily like bad guys like they're in a situation yeah, they're, they're between a they rock and a hard, they yeah mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I always love bad boys with a heart of gold. It reminds me of my brothers yeah. a lot, actually, always. Yeah. Where I'm always yeah. like, they got arrested for lots of things and yeah, drugs and all the things. Uh, but like, they were my brothers. They were always right. Like, you know, they were. And sweet you also to me. knew, like, I knew yeah, their and heart. Well, and also, yeah. And I was going to say, you also knew, like, whatever trauma was behind their actions whatever Mm. they were working through whatever choices they felt they did or didn't have in their life all of the you know just the the gray area of people's stories yeah which is why yeah so boop 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 back to dad uh (laughs) he knocks on the door with his hammer and then we just see his face see something or knocks on the door i think he like opens a bedroom door sure uh and we see his face see something and he drops the hammer but then Uh we cut back to viet kango's machete gets a phone call so he's like listening to something on the phone while v that bag of drugs she finally is like here i have it because remember she found it in the Uh, right right, right, right house yeah uh so she's like here we're 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 even now basically like stay away from my family 
but machete now who's like on the phone like and he's like no 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 no. what about your boy so we cut back to dad and he says chris oh and chris is sitting with his big hoodie on on the bed holding like a a framed photo of him and v (laughs) and it's like his chris's bed and dad says, where have you been? <laughs> Everyone said you were dead. And then Chris looks up at him and says, Father. <laughs> tangent. Oh, Tangent. Where are you? A, B, C, D, C, D, E, F, G. But, Okay. We've only caught little glimpses here and there, but like Chris didn't mm. have a face. So she has sewn some a type of on. skin onto where a face would be. But from right. anything that I've seen, it didn't really look like a face. Okay. So he looks up and dad's like, you ain't Chris. Mm. So now we cut back to Viet Kangos. Machete gets off the phone. Curtis is dead. Oh, no. By her guy. So now Machete's fucking pissed. And he's like, I told you that. He's like, Kango didn't believe he was real. And now Curtis is dead. And he's like, and he came after me and gave me this. And so he has like that neck wound from like when Chris was strangling him. And but Kango. So Machete kind of like goes for V and Kango tells him to let her go. Mm -hmm. So we (laughs) kind of. <laughs> we got back to our house. And Chris is trying to hug dad. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But dad fights him. <laughs> no. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. And then Machete's Ugh. mad. Kango's siding with. Oh, Machete's like. Oh. <coughs> choked on my own saliva sorry (laughs) (laughs) machete machete is like mad at kango he's like oh you're gonna side with her now like you're gonna side with her and he's super fucking pissed and he machetes kango's shoulder no like just straight into his fucking shoulder now kango's on the business end of a machete kango is on the business end of a machete shoot Question six, you're V. What do you do? What does she do? Run. I, I'm just, I got to run. I Hand in hand. We got to, I can't be in this whole th- mess. Got a guy with a machete. Yeah, I got to get out of here. She runs away. He tries to grab her. He like kind of grabs her like jacket that she like runs out yeah. of. Slinks out of. Back to dad. Dad is here. So dad is on the floor reaching for the hammer that's in the hallway, but he can't get it. He's dragged back into the room. And um Chris is strangling him, but then Chris oh. screams in his monster scream like over dead dad. I'm sorry. Dead dad? Dead dad. Chris killed him because they were fighting and they're struggling. Chris killed him. And then Chris is like screaming sad over dad. I 
Now I know my ABCs next time. <laughs> won't you sing with me? I hate that. I want dad to not be dead. So then V, v comes home. Uh, and she sees the black splatter on the kitchen floor. So she's sure. like, fuck. So she's like, dad? Dad? And she goes into Chris's bedroom and sees dead dad. Fuck. And she like falls back into the hallway and like onto the ground. And then it just sobs. So, yeah. Yeah. This girl's great, by the way. Really good. Yeah. Not, don't know her name. So sorry. Uh, she's great. This was also a really great moment because it was just like the camera was just on her for a pretty yeah. long extended time of her yeah. just like figuring out. And then slowly starting to like tear up and oh. then start to sob and then just be wow. like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then she's just like, no. Cut to black. Fuck. And it's obvious to her that monster Chris killed him. Yeah. She knows what's okay. up. Okay. But he's like, he's not like stay there. No, he's not. When she well, gets home, right? Not okay. that she's seen. Not that we can see, but Okay. So, oh, so when she was in the kitchen, when she first walked in, she saw the blood platter. So she grabbed a knife as well. So mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. so we cut to her now just like sitting in the hallway. Comatose. With her knife. And Catatonic fucking. is actually the word I meant. Comatonic. 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 <laughs> and. The <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay, no more laughing. I've got so no much more, more laughing. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> then Machete comes in, and V immediately like holds out her knife and is like, "Get away from me!" And yeah. then Go comes in behind Machete and attacks Machete. Oh, his boy! And I was like, "Wow, Ken yeah. was like really standing up for." Be. Well, Machete also did machete him in the shoulder. Machete did machete him in the shoulder. But his name's yeah. Machete. <laughs> I mean. Sure. <laughs> what did you expect Machete to do? <laughs> his name is Jamal, by the way, which I didn't find out till like maybe this moment in the movie. Like very, very, yeah. very far into it. And I was like, well, too but far. he didn't. But you know what? He didn't Jamal him in the shoulder. <laughs> he he machete him. So. This is- <laughs> Okay, back to despair. So, um, <laughs> Machete. Oh, so Kango jumps on Machete. So we're all like in the hallway now, you know, but like mm-hmm. Machete ends up throwing Kango down to the floor and they sort of look like behind maybe or something. Machete ends up like turning around and we see Chris's monster hand like coming around the corner. So Chris is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all Machete knows is like, this is totally hoodie guy who killed my boy right. Curtis. Right. So right. question seven, what do you do? What does Machete do? Oh my God. I think Machete tries to do what Machete do. <laughs> <laughs> <And> machete. <laughs> 
Um, I don't love my odds in this. Like, I... I feel like that monster hand, like the sight of the monster hand would be enough to make me run. I'm going to run. Machete tries to machete Chris, but Chris yeah. grabs it, grabs the machete. grabs his hand and just yeah. pushes it back towards Machete, and all of a sudden, Machete is on the business end of a machete. Oh, no. And his mouth is on the business end of a machete oh. to the point that it goes through it, like, oh. horizontally. Oh, fuck. But, like, a slow push in. Yeah. Yeah. Question eight, what do you and Kango and V do? So you're, like, on the floor in the hallway. I mean... Uh, I want to get out. I gotta go too. I, I mean, Machete is businessed. He's correct. I mean, he's done. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the business has been done. Yeah. It is end of business day. Um, everyone go home for the weekend. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's all run. All three of us. Who's the three? Me. The. And oh, got it. And uh, and Kango. Uh, uh, Kango. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, I wasn't counting you for a second. Um, yeah, I'm there. They hide in the bed, like they just like jump in Chris's bedroom and like slam the door shut. Okay. We see Machete is macheted. Uh, he kind of looks like you know in Trick or Treat when what's her face gets like the candy, the like the can- really the wide lollipop, lollipop like yes. in her mouth. It's like that, but with exactly a full length out. machete. Yes. Yes. I see it. I see it. Yeah. I wish I didn't, but it's very clear. Kango's freaking out. He still has a machete shoulder, too. So he's right. hurt. Um, and so they're both at this point just like, like, yeah, freaking out, talk, whisper talking to each other on top of each other. So they're saying a whole bunch of things at each other. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, O, P. She's like, it's Chris. It's Chris. And and basically, she tells him that it's Chris, and she's the one that stole all the bodies. And yeah. and, and Ken goes like, "You're the fucking body snatcher! What the fuck?" <laughs> and then she's like, "Look at what you do! You you, yeah. do, you do shit!" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah but I didn't do no fucked up shit. Like, make no fucking monster." And so they're just like <laughs> arguing back and forth. And then he's like, "We got to kill that thing." And she's like, "It's uh, no, I got to keep him alive." And she's like, "Then he's like, it him, it him." Like they're going back yeah. and forth. <laughs> yeah and he's like that's not chris and she's like you sold my dad that poison and you killed chris and yeah. then she goes into a whole fucking thing where she's like the gun was never meant to be a tool of death uh it was actually originally created beautiful fireworks in china and then he's Aww. trying to interrupt her she's like oh, yeah, let me speak <laughs> let me fucking finish hmm. so basically gunpowder was used to make like fireworks in china 
I'm going to postmortem it. Gun. I don't know why I knew that, but as soon as you said it, I was like, that. that is a fact that has lived in the deep, deep recesses of my brain that just was brought to the surface, and I have no idea why. So she's like, the gun was never meant to be a tool of death. It originally made beautiful fireworks in China, and then Einstein's equation unlocked new sources of energy, and so they took it and made death. But I want to cure it. And she's like, I didn't mean for any of this to happen. Then we hear footsteps, and... Um, Chris trying to open up the door, jingle, jingle. Sure, sure. And so he reaches his hand in, question nine, you're V, what do you do? What does she do? I think I'm going to try to talk to him. Hold on. I'm trying to remember what I know and what she knows. Okay. So I don't know that, that I, that I don't know that Chris tried to hug dad. I just know that he killed him. I don't, I do know, however, that he was like being very sweet and not murdery to little baby Jada. So I do know that he has the power of like making connective thought. So I think hand in hand, we're going to try to verbally reason with him. He stabs his hand with her knife. Oh, fuck. Okay. And he's like, I think that's a terrible idea. And like pulls it out (laughs) and like shuts the door. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea. I feel like you're making him mad. Yeah. He didn't even seem mad. It was more like hurt and like, ow. Well, that, that hurts me. Now I, now I hurt the monster's feelings. Oh my God. But they feel like they're being attacked. So Kango's like, we need to kill it. And V starts thinking and she's like, okay, I, I, I created it. Like I built it like it with like electricity. Question 10, what is she surmised to do? What do you, uh, I think we're going to something along the lines of D D defibrillate him, meaning like, (laughs) meaning like, you know, the reason that defibrillators work is that they're, they're like literally jump starting the electrical uh, like pulses in your body, but they can also cause like, if you were to defibrillate me right now, that could actually cause my heart to stop. So I'm going to, I got that hat, don't I? I got my top hat. Is mm-hmm. my top hat with me? That has something about electricity with it. I, I can't see it and I don't remember how it's hooked up to who's he what's, but I think we're going to try to DD defibrillate him hand in hand. Look at Ketrin Porter, woman of STEM. I'm STEMI. A science scientist. <laughs> She's like, I built it. Maybe electricity will make the body go down. She's like, it's just a theory. I don't know if it'll work, but I need my tools. And he's like, all right, where are your tools at? And she's like, well, in the lab, which is like that uh, abandoned place at like the end of the apartments. And then my hat is in my bedroom. Okay. And he's like, fuck, we got to go back in there with him or that thing. Yeah. He says that thing. Uh, So question 11 you're Kango. What do you do? What does he do? 
I think Kango is going to try to lead him to the warehouse, like get him to like chase him basically so that V V can grab the hat and come to the warehouse as well. And I, and I like that plan. So I think hand in hand. So basically he's going to be like, Whoa, come and get me. I'll give a point for you. Give it a shot. Thank you. (laughs) Kango opens the window for V. He's like, all right, go. Mm. And he's going to go back inside to get the hat. And he says, I never should have sent Chris to kill them N words. Mm -hmm. And he says, go prep the lab. I got the rest. So I think like (sighs) the main reason he was always like sticking up for V and stuff besides getting macheted is like there's a part of him that feels guilty that it was like his fault that Chris got killed. Yeah. So V runs across the field to the lab and Kango goes out into the hallway. Nothing there. Shit. So he goes into the room. And he's like, oh, I see the electrical hat thing. Mm-hmm. And then Chris is at the window. <laughs> but we got to V. So she's <laughs> setting up her table. And there's like a thud in the other room. It's Jada. It's like through the little Jada. plastic. And she's like, okay. it's not safe. What, what are you doing here? And then she's like, what happened to you? And we see a handprint like on Jada's face. Fuck. Like as if okay. like it grabbed like her forehead. Yeah. And Jada says, I saw Chris. He's coming. Chris showed me this place. Hmm. I told Chris who his family was. And then I showed him at dinner. I showed him Hmm. you at dinner. And V's like, you need to go inside. Like, it's not safe. And Jada says, I showed him to his father. And V stops like, oh, no. Mm. And Jada says, something happened when he was out there because he came back different. Oh. And V's just like, it's not safe. You can't stay here. So she's like turning on all the like, boop, 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 hooking up all the shit, you know? Yeah. And she goes back and checks the little front door slot. Nothing's Mm -hmm. there. And then Kango, Mm -hmm. like... Falls in front of her covered in blood. Fuck. Question 12. What do you do? What does she do? Uh, I think she brings Kango inside and maybe tries to stitch him up. Like save him. Because Chris is Chris there. I can only see through the little slot. I can only see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring Kango in and shut the door and s- see if I can get Kango to not be dead before I re-dead Chris. Hand in <laughs> Zero points. Um, well, she goes outside. Uh, Kango had the hat. He did get it. Oh, the hat. That's right. I, I, I knew he was carrying something. I couldn't remember what it was. The hat. And she sees his face is, like, covered with, like, glass shards. Fuck. So, B takes the hat 
and also Kango's red bandana and she ties mm-hmm. it to like one of the electrical wires like inside. So okay. she locks the door and she like straps on her hat and she runs to that center electrical unit thing in the middle of the field. Yeah. And so she hangs yeah. the hat up there. Check. Yeah. Turns it on. And then Chris is there. So she okay. runs back to the lab and Chris is like, you know, I can only assume slow walk following her. Sure, sure. So <laughs> the hat's connected. Everything inside is connected. We're all good to go inside. It's all like sparky, sparky, like ready to go. Mm-hmm. Question mm-hmm. 13. What do you do? What does she do? I think she l- lures Chris over, but pro- oh God, probably in a way that's like, Hi, Chris, I love you. Come give me a hug or something. And then he comes over and she puts the hat on and re-deads him hand in hand. <laughs> I don't know if that's really what happens, but the movie I'm playing in my head is very sad. <laughs> Two half points. Uh, she just like pushes the table over to the doorway. So it's kind of the first thing. Like like if you okay. were to walk in the door, like you walk into the table sort of. And okay. so she like hooks it up to the all electrical things and she, it like flips up. So it's like kind of standing, you know? Yeah. And she just like holds the button and waits kind of like holds the thingy with the button. <laughs> yeah. And so Chris comes in all kind of like monster growly. And then he like grabs the table. I only seem to try to like move it a little, but it, like once he grabs mm-hmm. it, she hits the button. And then it electrocutes uh. him. But he's like, like, sad about it (laughs) he's just like like growling but screaming like it's like it was really sad like the sound that came out of him i really hated well it's giving it's giving me animal like it sounded like an animal being hurt i hate this i do feel like if i was v my downfall would be trying to domesticate the monster (laughs) (sighs) so she turns it off and then it's like And Chris's body falls to the ground. So she like slowly walks to look at it. And then his head turns like a little bit. But he's like still just kind of like down for the count. And Jada walks out of like the little plastic through the plastic. (laughs) And Chris says, I'm a monster. My name, Monster, and V is crying, and you're crying, and I'm crying, and we're all crying. <laughs> and she says, "No, you're Chris, my daddy's son, my mother's child." And V asks Jada, "Who taught him how to talk?" And she says, "I did." Why did he hurt everyone? And V says, they called him a monster. And she's like, them folks did out there. And he's, V says, they called him a monster and he believed it. They made him one, Jada. Oh, God damn it. And then Jada says, so Chris is now like dead. Yeah. And Jada says... Can you bring our family back like you did to Chris? Fuck. And V's like, what do you mean bring them back? 
And she says, our family. Cut to Jada's house. Jada says, when Chris came back, no one believed it was Chris. No. Not even Aisha. No. They attacked him. No. You can bring them back. I no. know you can. You're not going to do this to me? No. <laughs> I did not see You're this. You're not going to do this. I did not You're see not this coming this. at all. This is the moment where Nambi walked through and I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking do <laughs> this why are you doing this she's like I know you God. can and he's like Jada no <sighs> like it won't work it doesn't it won't work and we see now like a bird's eye view kind of going through the house and it's destroyed and we just see like the legs of dead Freeman Fuck. and Jada says I saw Chris walk again after he died because of you and V says, you saw what happened with Chris. Them folks ruined my idea. Mm. And then we say, see dead, pregnant Aisha. Fuck. And Jada says, it's not just your idea. Remember what your dad and Aisha said? Which I actually didn't remember. I was like, no, I don't yeah. know. What, I don't what, what did they say? <laughs> what what did, did they say? say? <laughs> I don't know. About uh, systemic uh, society oh, turning us to kill each other. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Did they say this was all a dream and everyone's alive? <laughs> <laughs> and V's like, Jada, I can't. And we see dead mom. And then Jada says, you mean they're gone? <sighs> V's crying and we're all crying and V's like I'm sorry and Jada just kind of like walks over to her like little building blocks and like grabs the blocks and V's like Jada Jada look at me and Jada's just like they were just here no uh... question 14 what does V realize and do what do you do machete myself <laughs> um i don't even know what you're asking me what do i do i mean what what the fuck did jada just say to me she's playing with blocks and she just said what but they were just here but they were just here um oh my god is it, do I do something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does she, there's, cause she could, does she snatch the bodies and try to bring them back? Maybe she does that. I don't know. I think I am going to have to be like, well, you're my kid now, Jada. I'm, you're my daughter and everyone else is dead. And this is awful. And here and here we go for the rest of our lives. Uh, death is death and I can't cure it. Here we go. One point. For who? No one? We'll Me? find out. The machete? Okay. One point for the machete. <laughs> no points for you. 
<laughs> That's fine. <laughs> He's like, what did you just say? And Jada says, they were just here. And V's like, they're still fresh. They're still fresh. <laughs> oh, no. Cut to them in the lab. Jada flips the switch. And it's like, electric. And then it's like, turns off. And they're just like staring. And then we hear <gasps> like a breath of the person. And Aisha sits up. Oh, no. And she's like, where am I? Oh, shit. And V is like holding back Jada because Jada tries to run to her. And we see that V's holding a knife behind her. And yeah, yeah. V says, what's your name? And Aisha's like, Victor, is he okay? And V's like, no, I need you to tell me your real name. And Aisha just goes, Aisha, shut up. Uh, uh, it works. And then Aisha's okay. like feeling her belly. And she's like, he's alive. He's really alive. And then V realizes, Victor. That's the name. And Aisha says, after Vic- Chris wanted to name him after you. I cannot too much. I know. (laughs) A mess, you guys. Makeup is streaming down her face. She is bright red. She is (laughs) losing it. Um, and then Jada runs over to Aisha and she's like, Aisha. And Aisha's like, it's okay, sweetie. And Jada says, I'm glad you're back. And Aisha's like, where's the rest of our family? And V puts down the knife and just goes and looks up at her and smiles and says, they'll be here soon. <laughs> uh, Credits. Oh gosh. It is like even though technically those last 30 seconds are happy, but they're like every, not. Like they're no. I mean in general it's all horrible and the 90 89 minutes before that were all oh. so sad. This is like so heartbreaking. You guys, so Kim, okay. So Kim te- Kim and I were texting earlier today and like we're we have like a whole system and the fact that Kim watched this movie and said, "I don't know. I think I might need to do like a power watch like 2 hours before we record because this movie is so hard to do." And you went with it, and that was a bold, brave move, Ms. Burns, because this was an owie. Yeah. This was a machete to the, the face. Straight yeah. to the heart. Oh, boy. I cried so wow. much. Poor, like, what, do, what did you even say to D? Like, how would you even, because he, if he's not watching it and you're just sobbing, like, what did you even say? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, did it have a happy ending? 
that. I was like, and you're like, I don't even know. Like 10 seconds, but everything else made me so sad. But it was super interesting because, oh gosh, I was like looking at some of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so basically we had this whole talk afterwards because I was like, honestly, yeah. like it was all so hard and all so sad. And then I was like, there was no reprieve. Like there was that one moment at the table. And then I was like, but maybe that's like some people's lives. And I was like, that's fuck. maybe some people's lives. Yeah. And then, um, one of the things on Rotten Tomatoes was like, uh, I- I'm not going to do it justice, but it was something along the lines of like making the movie about you know so oh that because basically obviously it's like um frankenstein mary shelley's frankenstein you know um yeah Yeah. and so lots of people were like this was like a really really wonderful you know take take. yeah exactly and also to set it in a community that like society sees as monsters or something like that. So one of the quotes on Rotten Tomatoes was from uh, Shirai, I don't know how to say her last name, Bohannon or Bohannon. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she's a contributor to Dread and uh, is on some podcasts as well too. Mm -hmm. Um, She had like a horror movie blog is like what her quote was from. So I like read all of that because it was super interesting because she saw it at South by Southwest and it was a review. So I'll share a link to it because I'm not going to okay. do it justice. And now I can't remember the point of me telling you about it because it took me so long to find it. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, oh it, one of the things that she had to say that was very interesting was basically like it's hard to review this movie because mm-hmm. A, she was like as a black woman i'm very excited to see an angry black woman and that be yeah you know be able to like have someone just express their feelings and like uh, the Mm -hmm. scene i guess like the teacher scene like really like spoke to her like she was like yeah yeah um but she's like it's hard to review this movie because i want to hold it in my heart kind of and like basically in general she's like there's not a not enough black movie reviewers where we can have a full conversation because it's like, she's like, it's hard to say maybe any of like the missteps or anything that's like wrong with the movie to like give it a full review. Um, Do you know what I'm saying? Kind of where it's like, if there were more black movie reviewers, we could have like a real fucking conversation without just being like, Oh, we're shitting on black horror. One of the few. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you get to have a more population conversation and the population of black movies is so small right that you really want to elevate what's out there but that means that you can't have a 100 percent objective conversation about it because you know that movies like this need all the support they can get so you can't in good conscience put any negative vibes out there i totally understand right. not exactly that there was like that is. a lot to i mean it's a beautiful movie no, no, like, no. it was really but good you, but it, it's you like feel, you have to be like yeah I, um it's it's actually very similar to how i f- have felt which is all in the same conversation obviously of like how women uh women directors for instance are like 
blacklisted after having like one bad movie whereas like male directors are allowed to fuck up over and over and over again and never lose their clout i imagine it feels similar times a thousand for black women as well where it's just like we don't have the luxury of doing anything wrong at all um because there's so little representation. I, I probably am not saying it as succinctly as she did either, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put a link to it. Um, but, uh, and like to her stuff, but yeah, super interesting. Like, Oh yeah. She's like this one. This is a hard one to review mostly because the internet is overflowing with trolls who see any movie with black leads as quote unquote woke and will spew their quiet right. thoughts out loud. And so mm-hmm. because of that, I have the knee jerk reaction to want to protect the movie. <laughs> protect the movie. Protect, yeah, exactly. Um, but also the fact that it was like Bomanji or Bomani J stories, uh, f- like directorial First. debut, like everyone's really excited to Sounds see what else he does. pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. And then, um, Oh, the lead girls, Leia DeLeon Hayes, fucking uh-huh. phenomenal. She was really fucking good. So this is a thing, and we've talked about this a lot when it comes to, like, LGBTQ representation and, like, like we can relate to it more obviously as women and that representation and mm-hmm. stuff where it's like, she's like, however, I'm so tired of having to sit through movies where parents are addicts, black teens are in gangs, and so many other right. tropes I've had to grow up with. And she's like, it's yeah. not this film's fault. This is the millionth movie I've seen writers reach into this bag. But she's like, I also genuinely believe that Bomani J story is trying to tell a narrative close to his heart, which is why it didn't make me as upset as I usually get. Um, because apparently right. he talked about it at South by Southwest and a lot of like the female characters are based on his sisters and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, so she's like, this isn't a case of someone outside the culture plugging these strings. The story is based on some of his characters on his sisters and has solid foundation for the narrative trying to be told here. So it is like that weird wow. thing where it's just like, sometimes you just want people to be people in movies and not be about that. But sometimes it does need to be about but that because like, that's what we that. need to fucking see. And it needs to like, yeah. And it's really fucking hard to watch and it yeah. makes you cry and it machetes you in the heart. And yeah, that is also I a real am, life I for am, some people. So I am hacked into many, many pieces right yeah. now. Uh, as we speak. Uh, well, total my points. It won't make me feel better, but let's find out how I did. <laughs> Hi, Sammies! So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool, it's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live stream. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay. Do I need to be defibrillated? Uh, no, I think you're pretty good. Oh, cool. For Dead or Alive, we got 7 out of 10. I counted Eight. all of the family as alive. I was like, she's bringing them back. Oh, I love that for me. She is bringing them back. I love that. She Great. successfully did it with Aisha. So like, I was like, yeah. I think Freeman, Mom... And dad are all coming back. I love it. It was more that Chris had been dead too long and had to be also sewn together with other body parts. Yeah. (laughs) He was a bit more of a mashup going on. He was. Yeah. (laughs) For questions, you got 19.5 out of 28 for a total of 26.5 out of 38. Hey, that's all right. 
So I feel pretty dead inside, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess my body is animated. That's cool. Uh, Uh, Thanks for doing that movie. That was a super important movie to do. It sounds like a really good movie, but I know how hard it is to walk people through movies like that. So really great job. Thank you. That's all of my feelings you just nailed completely. I was like, yep. Yeah. You did a really, really great job. <laughs> I felt I felt very safe in your hands as you walked me through and that we heartbreaking all story. Learned our ABCs over yes, and we over again so did. much. Yes, we did. Um, okay, well, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> um, and also happy Black History Month. And also we love you. And also this has been Kim and Kat stay alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay stay alive. alive. Ghosted me. I'm I'm done. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.